Listener Production. US stocks surge despite much stronger than expected employment figures. And Aussie shares expected to begin the week high with energy shares in focus after Middle Eastern tensions soar. I'm Tom. And I'm Ryan. It's Monday, the 9th of October. Welcome to the Comsec Market Update. Ryan, let's quickly run through these prices because they form the spine of everything that we're going to talk about. So US stocks end higher by a significant margin. The S&P 500 up 1.2%. Technology stocks outranked them with an improvement of 1.6%. The Dow Jones was up by around 0.9 of a percent. Is that the outcome you would have expected just after those employment figures? Not at all, Tom. And we <laughs> did see markets react to the stronger than expected payrolls numbers, the jobs numbers for September, with the Dow Jones down at session lows by 272 points. The S&P 500 and the NASDAQ indexes were both down 0.9%. So Worries about this hotter than expected jobs report leading to a potential lift in interest rates from the US Federal Reserve did see a sell-off briefly. Well, in the immediate aftermath, as you rightly point out, prices are important to watch because it gives you an indication of the psychology, how the market's positioned, and equally important was the response where interest rate markets are concerned. And so in the early part of the reaction, we saw 10-year government bonds trading close to 4.9%. And I must say, on Friday night, I, I looked at those numbers, I saw those initial responses, and I thought, oh, this is going to be grim. So I just put the phone down, popped the uh, Peter Alexander's on, and uh, I thought, well, I'll, we'll look at this over the weekend. Toddled uh, off to bed. And yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised on Saturday morning when I saw those gains. As was I. And I think there's a couple of things. So the first thing to note, of course, is that we saw 336,000 jobs added in September, and that was well above the 170,000 expected. We saw a net revision of 119,000 of payrolls or jobs for the past two months. So strong job numbers broadly. But what we did also see, though, was fairly modest outcomes against wages. So We saw average hourly earnings up by 0.2% in September. That took the annualized number to 4.2%. And the unemployment rate, importantly, was steady at 3.8%. On Friday, we had discussed whether or not the adjustments that we had seen to date for equity and bond markets had been sufficient to basically create a moat around these numbers, meaning that since the early part of September, you have seen most equity markets down by around 7%, give or take. Uh, for example, the MISCI Global or World Index is down by about 7% under those circumstances. You have seen a very significant readjustment where interest rates have been concerned. So in the case of a 10-year government bond in the United States, uh, in the early part of September, you had it trading around four and a quarter percent it's now closer to 4.9 so that sell-off has created the room for strong figures when it comes to employment but it's a question now ryan do you trust those gains that you saw for stocks on friday not entirely no but i think that what we did see was a couple of things so the first thing is the s p 500 appeared to bounce after nearing its 200 day moving average which is currently around 4208 and we did see the S&P 500 get to 4,308 by the end of the session. So that was the first thing. So a bit of a technical thing there. But also at the same time, the market is oversold. We have mm-hmm. seen about $3 trillion wiped off equity values 
since July. So that's significant. Would you describe that as a slight tightening of financial conditions? We have seen a tightening of financial conditions. And we'll talk about that in a minute around the US Federal Reserve expectations. But importantly, with the wages numbers, what we did see was job gains predominantly in leisure and hospitality, government and healthcare and social assistance. So the bulk of those sectors were behind the job gains, and that's where wage growth is lower, mm-hmm. and that kept wage growth more modest and provided something for the doves. I mean, it really is a question of can you have employment growing at this pace and having wages being uh, in some sort of an equilibrium? That is what the markets need to be satisfied by, and that's why the first couple of sessions of this week will be so important because at the weekend you would have had people crunching some numbers and they would be you know, sort of running the slide rule over where they want the risk to be. And this week is important because uh, in the back end we have consumer and producer inflation figures that will hold the market's feet to the fire, as it were, in relation to the gains that we saw at the end of last week. On Thursday, we get the latest US Consumer Price Index, and that'll determine what the US Federal Reserve does next. We're expecting to see headline and core inflation up around 0.2%, and the year-on-year number for a headline at 3.6%, down from 3.7% annualised, and core down to 4.1% from 4.3%. Of course, what we did see was petrol prices or gasoline prices lift, but we estimate rents on homes are starting to ease somewhat. So That'll be a big focus, still uncomfortably higher than expected as far as the US Federal Reserve's inflation targets concerned, so they'll keep them on the front foot. But certainly, as you mentioned, Tom, earlier, the job market's doing a lot of the heavy lifting for the US Federal Reserve at the moment with a tightening of financial conditions with those market interest rates lifting. That's a good point. So the discussion at the moment is because of the very significant readjustment that we're seeing in long-term interest rates, the interest rates that the US central bank or central banks generally don't have as much influence over, those rates are substantially higher. And under those circumstances, uh, perhaps that is doing the job that the uh, central bank would normally do. And if you look at the latest pricing for interest rates for the US Federal Reserve after Friday's jobs numbers, 29% chance of an interest rate hike in November is still fairly low. Markets are pricing the probability of a 42% chance of a rate hike in December. So still a potential there. And we did hear from US Federal Reserve speakers last time saying they're still expecting at least one more rate hike in their projections. Indeed. And at the outset, Ryan, you mentioned a very important point with the geopolitical situation as it relates to the Middle East with the strife uh, in Israel will naturally create a risk premium when it comes to energy prices. So we are closer towards the bottom end of the recent range for oil prices. It'll be important to watch those benchmarks as we move into the early part of this week. Absolutely. Before the conflict on the weekend, we did see the Brent crude price shed 11.3% and the NYMEX slide 8.8% last week. That was the biggest loss since March on the partial lifting of Russia's fuel export ban and also concerns about global growth at the same time. But of course, what we did see on the weekend was Israel's benchmark stock market fall 4.9% on Sunday, its biggest loss in more than three years, and the likely spillover into increased Middle Eastern tensions, potentially impacting supply of crude oil, is likely to lift oil prices today, Tom. 
A very good point, Ryan. And we are expecting the local share market to kick off with a solid improvement, uh, up by around 0.8%, having seen the SPY futures finish with an improvement of 58 points in after-hours trade. Other outcomes at the weekend following the jobs numbers, which were counterintuitive, was the US dollar index uh, losing ground, notwithstanding that surge where long and short or long-term interest rates specifically were concerned. So that's helped the Aussie dollar, but not by much. It's still trading below 64 US cents. Ryan, this week, are you more interested in the data or do you want to see the raw price action to see how it behaves? Because you could make a case for that being more important than any other news that we're going to see. Well, that's true. And really, the geopolitical situation in the Middle East is going to drive markets a lot this week, particularly with oil prices. But also at the same time, we've got the third quarter earnings results for banks in the United States. So that is going to be a very, very important thing to focus on. We've got the likes of Wells Fargo, BlackRock, JP Morgan and Citigroup all releasing results towards the end of the week. And this could be a weak earnings season for US banks. We have seen rising interest rates boost profitability with those interest rates lifting. But of course, net interest income is slowing and margins are stabilizing. So that's something to look out for, Tom. Well, something that will be getting an airing will be the unrealized bond losses on uh, US bank bond holdings, given the massive readjustment where interest rates have been concerned. But uh, let's not get too inside baseball. Uh, the local market expected to kick off positively this morning. May it hold on to those gains over the course of the day, Ryan. Look forward to covering the rest of the week with you. Look forward to it, Tom. Have a good one. This podcast is prepared, approved and distributed in Australia by Commonwealth Securities Limited, ABN 60067254399, AFSL 238814. The information does not take into consideration your objectives, financial situation or needs. Consider the appropriateness of the information before acting and if necessary, seek appropriate professional advice. Listener.